Shut up and sit down. Good evening, good morning, depending on where you listen to this. Welcome to Idiot Rugby Banter episode 12. At some point I will stop count- counting. We're joined by the fearsome trio, as always, of Ben, Alex, and Matthew. Matthew, how are you? Not too bad, thanks. Thanks for using my full name. Absolutely, your Christian name. Alex, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, and thank you for having me on. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Jeez, Matthew, Matthew, what's going on there? Sorry, was that me? Yeah. Okay, I, I think it's done. Uh, you think it's done? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> ben, how are you? Uh, I'm well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, you uh, are you glad? I, was, to be I, here? I, I wanted. What, what, what does that think is done? Yeah, this I, was a door closing. Oh, a door closing. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, it, it's been a hell of a week with Tutti's letter to Saru exploding things. We're going to we're going to have to deal with that afterwards. We have more important business to attend to, gentlemen. We are continuing the Super Rugby previous. Alex, it's great to have you back after missing last week because you had some birthday. I think it was your own you had to yes. go to or something. Apologies. So it was something like that. Yeah, I can't really remember. Yeah, it's uh, as I objected to during the pod. How dare you spend time on your birthday with family and friends and not here? I know. With us, I'm glad you set I, your priorities I, correctly. Yeah, no, but it won't happen again um, no. this year. So I I'm, guarantee you that. <laughs> I'm glad. Actually, speaking of questions, Ben, I understand that you're the guy to speak to about the Stormers and how they're going to do. Did you notice that was quite a classy little host segue? Uh, in there. Oh, I am, and that, that was that was a top that was a top segue straight into the stormers. I, I, I try, yeah, <laughs> because uh, we, being a Lions fan and Alex apparently supporting the Storms, we felt it best that you guys do a switcheroo, and Ben giving us unbiased opinions. So Ben, you're going to be talking about the Stormers. I, uh, Adam, will be talking about the Rebels, the soon-to-be number one team in Australia. And Matt, um, I know we relegated you in the episode that did not happen, that uh, technically does not exist. From doing the Sunwolves, but we've relented because I am not a hard man. Yeah, Alex would have taken the Sunwolves away from you, just to let you know. So he's he's ruthless. It's true. Uh, you're yeah, doing the Sunwolves, true. and Alex will be doing yes. uh, the Lions. So without further ado, Ben, could you could you just start us off and uh, talk about the Stormers and 2018 Super Rugby? Yeah, the the pride of Cape Town. Uh, firstly. Um, Ins and outs. They've lost uh, Oli Kebble, the prop. They've lost uh, to Glasgow Warriors. They've lost Francis Fake, another prop to the Bulls. Then um, they find they didn't lose a hooker, didn't lose any locks. Then they lost Reynold uh, um, Alstuck to Toulouse. A bit of a bit of a good call, to be honest, in my opinion. Mm. Then fly half quite a lot of movement around. Uh, Kurt Coleman's gone to the Kings. Fair enough, he's kind of like the perennial sort of third choice anyway, so maybe you'll get more of a crack about the Kings. And then significantly, Robert Dupree has gone to the Sharks, but that's probably a positive thing because it opens it up for Damon Willems. Um, Jean de Jong has gone to Wasp, lots of injury troubled last year, but that's quite a, a fair chunk of Super Rugby experience to lose. Hugh Jones has gone back to his native Scotland after... A very, very successful stint at the Stormers. From what I gathered, he came there as almost like a, a gap year student, and now he's yes. playing for Scotland. So, you know, he's, he's really made the most of his opportunity. I was actually, sorry, a bit of a sidetrack. I was thinking about that the other day, how how much um, in 
in the European rugby, how much of an advantage a bit of um, so what's it called? Saru, Saru, South Africa, New Zealand, Sanzo, Sanzo, experience is if you can go somewhere, get a season of Super Rugby under your belt. I'm sure it makes you a far more desirable prospect to your national side and to clubs. So I think Hugh Jones has really jump-started his almost a non-existent career, and he's just kind of... It's true. Now he's one of the... Yeah. Yeah. He freaking ran, ran in a tie against New Zealand even. So yeah, he, he did really well over his time at the Stormers, and I think he will be missed. Then uh, Bjorn Besson has gone to France, and Cheslin Colby has gone to Toulouse, which I think is quite a loss to South Africa, to be honest, because he was quite exciting. But because of the way South African teams are picked, I don't think he was going anywhere near a Springbok jersey. So, yeah. yeah. Then in terms of ins, uh, Stephen Kitsoff is back from France. I know he was actually back at basically the end of last Super Rugby season, wasn't mm. he? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. He didn't, yeah, he, did he play or not? I can't no, he didn't play. No, I don't think he did. He was he was yeah. sort of cap tired from the he, knockout as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, no, but didn't he play? And then he couldn't play in the. What? No, that's it? how I remember it. So yeah, I don't know yeah. if that, okay. I don't know if I'm remembering it incorrectly, but I think he played like one or two of the regular season games, and then they wanted uh, to have a bit of a fight about, about whether he could play in the playoffs, and they said he couldn't. Yeah, because you've got to play. Yeah, you've got to be. Avail- you've got to be at least on the bench for a certain number of games for knockouts. Yeah, I remember it's, it's similar to getting a like a medal in the World Cup because I remember Jean de Villiers didn't get one even though he played because he didn't play enough minutes or yeah anyway. Yeah. So 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 Kitsov is permanently in the squad and if the Stormers make it, he will be available for the playoffs presumably. Then they called up George Whitehead presumably as a little bit of fly half cover if. Things go quite wrong. JJ Engelbrecht, as we've talked about before, is back from Japan. And then they called up the the cheaters wing combination of Raymond Roulet and Sergio Peterson. So, yeah, that's... I like it, that's, I like it you said called up the cheaters, you know, instead of just a... Di- <laughs> a sort of, it's just, it's, it's, and technically, you know, it's just a, an across shift. But no, 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 called it up as if from a lower tier. Yeah. Well, from their feeder club. Well, we, okay, we we, we got to say we got to say uh, Pro 14 is below Super Rugby. Let's let's get realistic here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so generally I would say uh, they they probably they probably came out about even in the in their mid season in their in their end of se- in their coming season. That's the word. Hmm. Uh, transfers like and they've actually they've developed quite a nice squad. They've got a a lot of depth at prop, which is somewhere where you need depth. They've got uh, Scurrus apparently injury-free now, so him and Bongi, that's a solid, a solid two and sixteen. Mm. Uh, those, I love those two. Yeah, they they both they're quite similar players, but I don't know if that's they both very what, what's what's the term the was a, a fizz bomb hooker like they really they get around the park the the fourth loose forward kind of thing. I, I kind Not, of prefer I kind of prefer Bongi out of the two. I just Bongi think is a more Physical one of the yeah. two, and Scarra's the more sort of loose one of the two. But, but yeah, yeah but I, I do I, agree I with you. I still agree with you. Yeah, they, they do fill. They do fill. They're almost two sides of the same coin, though. They do fill that yeah. fourth loose forward. But yeah, one's, um, the, one's the more going to tackle the shit out of the guy and clean the rucks. The other one's trying to s- steal the ball. 
Yeah, and they, they can afford to they can afford to carry a smaller hooker as well because they got mm. very big locks and yes, quite yeah. big loose forwards. Yes. So, so I, I think I think they it works well within the within the the team. Then locks, um, they got good locks. Uh, if Eben hopefully for South Africa and for the Stormers comes back, uh, recovers in the minimum amount of time, he'll he'll be there. And then obviously Peter Steph the toy, who is a bit of a or a five and a half, six and a half, like he does cover flank, but mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of lock cover. So I'm just looking at like that. Peter Steph is actually probably going to play, probably going to play lock mostly this year. Yeah, Schickling so, is quite. I know he's been quite highly talked about the last couple of years. I think he suffered a couple of injuries, but he's also maybe one to watch out for with it's been yeah, until May or something. Yeah, obviously he's going to get a lot. So he he's got a he's got a great opportunity now to actually. To actually kind of impose himself. Yes. Right? Because because there is always the option when Eben comes back, Peter Steff could shift into the loose forward. So it is a it is a good opportunity for him to kind of stamp his name on on a jersey. Does anyone know if um, if if Chris Van Zell's still with the squad? Because I'm just looking at this magic uh, Wikipedia page of ours, <laughs> and he's not reflecting in the no. 2018 players. You're typing him as he's I yeah, think he, I so think he's, 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 not a he's, he's sort of he's, not he's been like really I think he's been uh, teared down because I think w- what we what I'm reading from is the the squad coming into Super Rugby. He can presumably still be called up, but at the moment yeah. they're dealing they they their four locks are Detoy, Isabeth, Schickling, and Zandberg. Really, that seems very yeah. strange. Because I'm, I'm didn't Chris Van Zell captain them for at least a while during the Curry Cup. And I mean Zandberg's uh, like second and third. No, that that was my that's that's my reading of this, but oh no, maybe yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Well, so strange. Uh, well, speaking of Chris Vincell, let's just quickly went onto his uh, Twitter page. He is a, a qualified CA SA. He's the director and founder at Walworth Consultants. He's a professional rugby player at the Stormers and obviously Western Province rugby union he's driven by i think it's a, a major german manufacturing company so i have a feeling he's still around um, in the squad is he captain didn't he captain the, uh, um, the western province in the curry cup farm yeah he did yeah, yeah. he did so i he'll, he's um, probably, okay, so i expect to, i expect him to be there then probably he was he was in the he was in the broader squad um yeah. last weekend against the eagles the southwest district yeah, but there are a lot of there are a lot of weird like players that yeah. aren't yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I defer to you on this, Alex, because you you know the Stormers better than I do. Look, I'm but a little yeah, bit out of the loop. Yeah, yeah well, from my from my, but yeah, presumably he should be there, but uh, you never yeah. know. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Because uh, um, I was actually expecting, I was expecting to see him possibly partnering. Um, actually, I'm trying to think now because if I'm actually no, if, if memory serves me. J.D. Schickling plays in the number four jersey, Chris Van Zell in the number five. But I might have that horribly wrong. In which case, we'd see Schickling and Peter Stefti Toy starting the season yeah. with Chris Van Zell on the bench. And then on, on the end, uh, so, Sorry, sorry. Th- this, is a, this is a very serious podcast. Please call them the loose head lock and the tight head lock. Thank you. Apologize. Oh, look. Now, having assessed uh, the full squad, uh, what do you think about their prospects uh, for the season? Looking at yeah. the SA conference and then broader, then we can get into the predictions, etc. Uh, 
I'm looking at it, and they they have they have good depth pretty much everywhere apart from potentially fly half and center. Um, they got they got yeah. good good stack of props. Their loose forwards are decent. Um, yeah, g- generally it's it's quite a it's a it's a solid squad. Like they'll they'll compete. Maybe they lack a they lack a bit of star quality. But yeah, I think um, I think they, they're going to be they're going to be good this year. They they've got all the ingredients to do well in Super Rugby, but maybe maybe not to top their conference. Well, looking broadly at the squad, uh, as they say in rugby, you guys are no better than me. I haven't actually taken a rugby field, but their spine looks quite strong. Uh, good hookers, even up front, they're incredibly strong. I know Franz Malherbe, he's there's a good chance we're not going to see him for many months, so he's kind of out the loop. But still, there's Volkolo. Seven kits off JC Jansen and Rensburg, Alistair for Mark, Caleb Worstos, and there's tons of depth at, at prop, um, which is great. And I mean, they got. I'm a big fan of Notch here. I don't really know why he doesn't get as much game time as compared to others. I personally feel he's like more destructive and a better player compared to Nizam Carr. I know he's been tearing up trees of wasps, but I'm just very interested to see how Carr does. But uh, Yanni Vermark, former Lion, representing, totally agree with you that at. 10 and 12, or 13 to put it more like, that might be a little bit light. Uh, Daniel Duplessis, though, is up and coming. DDA, he's got something to prove. JJ Engelbrecht, in theory, more experienced. So I've, I I kind of agree. Especially Dylan Lades, who last year, I always thought he was a bit of a showboater, but last year he was one of the few players that, first of all, was excellent in Super Rugby, and he came out of that shipwreck of a Springbok season with with quality so my question to i guess to you and ben and, and alex is where they're going to fit in uh sonata ruler peterson and then into that back three along with sp maria who did very well last yeah, year and a good backup I'll, in ew for you and as well how do you squeeze in six and uh, three i guess to put it that way I, I was actually i was i was having a i was having a bit of a ponder about this and they're gonna they're gonna essentially have to have to leave someone out who they've if it's peterson or Rule, they've bought them to yeah. leave them out, which, yeah. which does seem a bit, it seems a bit pointless. Like if they're not part of the bigger plans, mm-hmm. why, you know, you know, why, why go through the effort of, um, why go through the effort of whatever buying them? Why not just leave them at the cheaters? Unless they really cynically sort of, I guess maybe you could argue sort of for injury cover, but mm. like, or maybe they very cynically buying them so other teams can't get hold of them, but. Because I, I would say Lades, Peterson, Rule, and Sanatla, they all they all pretty much this. I would say Lades is slightly better, especially coming off his Springbok season. Mm. But apart, they all they all pretty much on the same level. Like you couldn't to me yeah, to me they would be hard to not finish. Pretty, yeah, they they would be pretty interchangeable though. So. So I don't know. Obviously, Rule didn't look great on defense, which hopefully, like, because if people clock that you're not great on defense as a wing, that's your career over pretty much. Mm. So hopefully, he can he can do it he can do a bit better there. But also, Sonatla had a had a good season last year. So you got to you got to sort of award your someone who's stayed loyal to the club. Isn't it? So. Uh, and I mean, defensively, Rule is a suspect as you all know uh, Peterson um, he's actually not bad uh, his size just counts against him I think he's the shortest out of all of them it's not he's a bit bigger than, than you expect uh, he's alright and I guess you've got Lades who's offering cover at 10 
I know he played a little bit of 10 last year, and he actually wasn't that bad. He makes things happen. He's the sort of guy he can play off. So it's very interesting. Flecky, he's still coach. So another year, uh, more time to get involved. So, gentlemen, uh, where do you think the Storm is going to come? I'm going to start with you, Matt, uh, since you kind of... Yeah, since you kind of... Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry, can I can I just read my, my, my bonus points on the Storm? Yes, please. Please do. Yes, please, please, do. please do. We appreciate homework here. Okay. So, so I, I was reading a few write-ups on their preseason, and apparently they've had a lot of defensive focus and breakdown focus. So, so that, what you're saying is Raymond's out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, no, Raymond's not a terrible defender. He's a bad player. No, packer. I'm joking. Like, yeah, no, 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 I'm teasing. Uh, yeah, but, but anyway, so, so I think the... The defensive focus is maybe leaning back towards when the Stormers were very, very successful is what when they were just airtight on defense. and then, But then their issue was they couldn't really score points either. So so hopefully now maybe they can combine a bit of the, the flair they've been harvesting. Or harvest, do you harvest flair? I don't know what you do with flair. Accumulating? You cultivate. You propagate it. You yeah, propagate the, 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 flair. Flair, the flair they've been cultivating and then um, kind of combine it with a solid defense where they could be looking very strong tactically. Then apparently another big focus preseason has been breakdown. The breakdown, the new breakdown rules, it is a bit of a, it's going to be a bit of a, a mystery to see how the ref, or not a massive mystery, obviously, because the rules are written down, but there is going to be some leeway to see how, how the refs interpret them, and I'm sure teams are going to come up with unique ways to kind of try combat them. At the my my thought on it is with the new breakdown rules, it's becoming increasingly hard to kind of retain the ball at uh, to to turn over ball at ruck time. So teams might seriously undercommit to rucks, they'd the, uh, undercommit to defensive rucks, and then it'll yeah, and then tighten up their defence, tighten up their pillars, but. We'll see what they do there. Then I was saying uh, something last year which came up quite strongly was there was a lot of talk about Western Province rugby itself kind of being under liquidation, looking for sponsorships, blah, blah, blah. So hopefully, hopefully that that kind of doesn't surface again this year because if it does, that is, I know, very, very sort of disruptive to a team environment having, you know, not knowing if your next paycheck's coming kind of thing. So yeah, wasn't that uh, just they sort of argued it was just the business division? It wasn't necessarily anything to do with the players and the team side of the financials. But yeah, yeah. but but I was re- I was reading about it and they were saying like um, the big issues are the economic climate, um, increasing player wages, um, uh, improved improved home viewing experience. So then there's a decline in ticket sales. Basically, the super sport experience is just too good. Victor's half-time work is just top-notch. No one wants to go to the game. Um, yeah, so so it does it does sound sort of very rugby-related. If you're saying one of the big issues is player wages, then presumably you yeah. you know, you're lacking money to pay those things. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully none of none of that sort of resurfaces, and they find a find a sponsor and sort of get some content, uh, get some, I don't know, get some cash inflow or whatever they need. But yeah, it, it is a bit of a it is a it is a bit of a worry. And then then there is sort of a hanging over. They keep on saying, will will they leave Newlands, go to Cape Town Stadium, won't they? Blah blah blah. So that's that's inevitable. From from what I've read, yeah. I do think also Western Province is upper management. I'm referring to uh, the company. 
they've also been liable. I have a sneaky feeling that the union itself has been poorly managed. Taylor Wakefield, he is despised in many quarters in Stormerland. And I know he's, go figure, heading onto the Saru board, I think, in April or May or something of that nature. So I think that, he needs to move on as well. They can have him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't um, want him anymore. All right. We, prediction time. Uh, I'm going to go back to you, Matt. What's, uh, what's a prediction? Um, with what Ben says, if they are going back to that defensive mind and they are focusing on the breakdowns and my own personal bias... I reckon they're going to be most probably one of the top two in the SA division conference. Okay. Um, uh, I'll go, I guess, since I'm speaking, apologies. Uh, I'll go next. I think well, I think I called the Bulls to finish third, or did I? I think the Bulls and the Stormers... Did, yeah. Damn it. Uh, the Bulls and Stormers are going to fight it out for... <laughs> I'm regretting saying that. The Bulls and Stormers are going to fight it out for third or fourth. They will not finish in the top two, in my opinion. They uh, just don't have the depth. Speaking of Etzebeth, I think Alex can back me up. Etzebeth, I think, essentially never plays for the Stormers anyway. He's always too broken and too injured. He's never, he's always injured for Stormers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like, they really need to actually have a, an enforced sabbatical for him anyway. Yeah. Uh, like they do, like the Crusaders do for, for Reed the whole time. Yeah, he's like the Sam. Um, I think it's actually... He's, yeah, I think it's time we start introducing something like that. <laughs> but then again, like, we pay our players so poorly compared to overseas, we can barely afford to, like, Try and convince them to give up the match match fee. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like I, I'll I'll take my yes. my, my one next. Um, I actually, um, uh, funnily enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the sort of the sort of wet blanket here. Um, because I don't like the Stormers' spine very much, mm. and I'll tell you why. Um, I like it on paper. I like it very much on paper. Yes, yeah, that's what. But, um, with with Etzebeth injured, with um, Yana for Mark injured because he is injured until at least March, as far as I know. Um, with Robert Duplessis, uh, sorry, Robert Dupre having gone, um, and with Hugh Jones leaving, um, and Daniel Duplessis injured, Jean-Luc Duplessis injured. So if Damien Willemser goes down, we, we're we looking at George Whitehead as our starting fly half. And that's no fun for anyone. <laughs> so, oh. um, so that, that's one. That's one problem. Yana uh, for Mark's already already down, and I, I don't think he's really a starting quality player as it is. I, I like him as a player. I just don't yeah. think he's going to win us anything. So Sorry. that's already a problem. We've got Justin Phillips probably going to be starting, and he's he's good one for the future, but he's not great at the moment. And if he goes down, I don't know who we have because Gordon Masimlas left the left the franchise. So I don't know who the third string uh, scrum half is. In the centres, uh, we're looking at guys like. Damien Delender, who are going to be probably playing the whole season, hopefully. And maybe that's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, but be like really struggling in the midfield, I think, with Daniel Duplessis out. Because I don't know who's going to play outside centre. Um, other than maybe JJ Engelbrecht, which is, again, not a good thing. Um, and then, just to touch on what Ben was talking about with the transfers, I'm expecting to see both Sergio Peterson and Raymond Rule starting, actually. And I think we're going to see Dylan Laird playing fullback, and I think we're going to see Espimer on the bench. I know he had a really good year last year, but he's not that good of a player. Um, so with all these new stocks and outside backs, I think he might be the guy who takes the fall. Um, and then I think you're right about Dylan Laird's being seen as fly-half cover, which I'm actually quite happy about because he's mm. a very good fly-half. Um, but it's just not ideal. So, yeah, I'm actually quite concerned. I, I originally said um, we conferred in the conference, 
And now with those injuries, <clears throat> I'm very, I'm sort of like you, Adam. I think third, fourth, it's going to be a fight between mm. Stormers and Bulls. And it's going to come down to kind of a little bit of luck and whether we get the injuries or not. Um, but yeah, so not a very positive luck. We, we shall see. Ben? Yeah, third. Sorry. Um, yeah, there, there are there are concerns, but I, I think that squad is solid. They probably add a similar strength to the Bulls squad, but there's more. There's been more kind of continuity and cohesion. Mm-hmm. The Bulls squad, they're Definitely. kind of pulling from everywhere. But, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at third. All right. It's now on paper and for the internet to listen to. Sure. Uh, I shall I shall proceed with uh, my preview of the Rebels because I need to the ins and outs is it's like reading an accounting book. Jeez, I don't know the accounting term. So I was kind of appealing to you, Ben. A ledger. A ledger. Thank you. It's like reading a ledger. I was appealing to your tax background because the ins and outs are a little bit insane, and my little notebook here is taken up. So I'm going to go with the Rebels. Uh, I shall proceed. So look, I'm going to begin. I wonder what's the best thing to do here because I wrote these all down. But I think I'll just go to the, the, the trusty Wikipedia page because it's, it's way faster for me to read. So let me have a quick look there. Well, I'll just start within the coaching box. Dave Vessels, who I thought did a very good job with the Force last year. They showed a little bit more spark and they certainly showed guts and strength. He's taken over as coach from Tony McGann, who's actually gone to the Rebels as an assistant coach to back up. Brad the Thorne. Reds, I think. Yes, Reds, excuse me, uh, to go there with Brad Thorne. Dave Vessel is taking over as coach, which is going from Perth to Melbourne. Having lived in Melbourne, Pelvin, crikey, having lived in Melbourne, uh, I, I imagine it's a very different city to Perth. So it's very interesting he's crossing the country. But Dave Vessels, a good coach. So I think they've kind of gotten that decision right. They've kept him in the system, uh, the advantages of, of centralization. So to start off with the props, Toby Smith, the fantasy prop, um, along with Alan Alatoa. He's gone. He's gone to the Hurricanes. Tara Lomax, who's highly rated. Australia, we're looking to bring him into the Wallabies. He was not capped. He's gone to the Highlanders. He's likely looking to become an all-black. But they've brought in Sam Tatakai, uh, Tatera Faulkner from the Force and from the Reds, respectively, and Ben Daly and Jerome Ainsley. So they've kind of brought in the whole Force front row, uh, along with Sam Tatakai. Uh, so they've got lots of depth. At Hooker, they've lost James Hansen and Patrick Diafa. They're both out. But uh, I know you're angry from the Force. He's in their backup order. Hooker, Jordan Elisi will be likely starting hooker. No, um, Michael Chaker rates him quite highly. Even yeah. at the locks, there's been, a, you know, there's, there's been a ton of movement. Adam Coleman, a very good player. He's in from the force. Uh, Jeff Parling from Exeter. I think this is very interesting. Every now and then you get a European player coming into Super Rugby. He's coming over at lock, which I think it's a great choice uh, overall. I don't know how much he will play, but he's also got Matt Phillip, who's uh, really good as well, but he brings in all that experience. At flank, Sean McMahon, he's their big loss. He's gone to Japan, and I've seen reports from last year that he might, he says he, he probably <coughs> won't make the 2019 World Cup because his body can't handle it. Jake Schatz, he's out, but Richard Hardwick, who is hard, to excuse the pun, he's in from the store, uh, from the force, excuse me, and Ross Halepetti, uh, the lesser Halepetti, he's in from the force as well. Number eight, not, no, uh, not much changes. Scrum half, this is the big one, Will Genia, he's come back from Star Francais, and arguably they've got the strong, strongest scrum half stocks in all of Australia with Wolgeni and Nick Sturzacker, who was the club captain last year, along with Michael Ruru, who isn't bad, and another chap called Harrison Goddard. At fly half, they've actually had some turnover. Jackson Garden Bosher, he's gone to the Hurricanes. 
he is not going to see any game time long with since our high West has already gone as you mentioned. I don't know. And even Ben Ben <laughs> Volavola, he's gone. He's gone to North Harbour. They brought in a guy called Taylor Adams from uh, New South Wales Country Eagles, so promoted from the NRC. So there's Jack Debrusini, so he'll probably start. Otherwise, a little bit thin. At centre, Mitch Inman, uh, always reliable. He's gone. He's gone to France. But in comes David Horitz, good player from the Tars, and Billy Meeks, also from the Force, good player. So, 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 so what you're saying is Inman is actually the ultimate. Yes. Oh. In is out. <laughs> sorry, Adam, have you, did you mention uh, John O'Lance? John O'Lance? Oh, no, I didn't. I actually you, missed I, that. Is he, is I believe he... they snapped him up. Uh, I reckon he might be starting at 10. Ooh, John O'Lance. I've got to actually check that. Let me just have a look here. John O'Lance, Queen, uh, Queensland side, John O'Lance. Oh, sorry. Well, I really don't care that much about Australian teams. No, it was... <laughs> a fair point, though. He's a good footballer. Then at wing, uh, not many changes. Fullback, the, also another very good sign. Dan Hannapetti, who I'd argue, but oh, well, especially with Carmichael Hunt on the fritz, he's probably the best, along with Falau, the, the second best Australian fullback. And if it weren't for Falau, he'd be head and shoulders above third. So he's also a very, very good player. So wholesale changes with the Rebels. In terms of strengths and weaknesses, I'll just start with number eight, uh, Amanaki Mafi. He was one of the players of the season last year. They've got Lepeti Tamani, who can cover eight, and Flank Heck. He can, he can even cover lock. They're strong at lock. I'd, I'm a little bit concerned at hooker. They might be a little bit light, but they're sitting in the props. Scrum half, we've already mentioned. They're fantastic. Jack, Dip, Jack Deprecini, he's serviceable. He's got a cannon for a boot. So that being said, I imagine that the Rebels will play off nine a lot, especially with a guy like Guinea. Um, and still Zach, so not, it's going to be interesting how Vessels manages that and then Dane Hedepetti at the back and speaking of the wings uh, Mariki Koriboti he is quality as he saw in the international season then it's uh, Sefa Navalu he's also very solid Tom English good squad player again Dom Shipley also good squad player so overall uh, oh, and I've actually forgotten Reece Hodge who is in my opinion one of the best footballers um, in, in Super Rugby he can play 12, 10, 13. Heck, you can really sit him out to 15 if you really want to. So overall, I think... It's, I know I'm going out on the limb here, thinking the Rebels will finish first. I do believe they're going to be incredibly strong, even at flank. Jordy Reed, good. Richard Harwood, Colby Feyinger. Um, in certain positions, they might be lacking a little bit in terms of depth. But overall, they're actually very strong, especially since the, the forces, most of the forces' best players have ended up, ended up there. I do think the major challenge will be... Um, kind of like an English football team that signs 20 players, you know, like the team gelling and coming together to get their systems right, which I think will be a challenge, but Vessels is maybe the coach to have a look at it. But the Rebels are going to be very dangerous, everybody concerned, especially when they get it on, especially driven by Amunaki Mafi, who, by the way, quick pivot of fantasy, it's fantasy gold. So if you are fighting fantasy rugby out there, ladies and gentlemen, get Amunaki Mafi into your team. He is fantastic. So overall, Rebels are going to be interesting. So chaps, thoughts on the Rebels and their chances? Before I make my prediction, you know what I'm going to say, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I actually wanted to just add something. It's not really player-related. It's more of like a sort of miscellaneous thing. But I was thinking the other day, it would be quite nice if the, the Rebels management or whoever makes these decisions uh, introduced like a, a new kit, right? So that they weren't using the old Melbourne Rebels kit hmm. as a sort of gesture of good faith towards the new players from the force and like the original force <laughs> Uh, faithful, like the fans, who are hopefully also going to be absorbed, because they, they should really be trying to kind of bridge that gap and 
you know, it's not their fault that the force got kicked out kind of thing. Because um, at the moment, like, if I was a force supporter, I'd feel pretty bitter yeah. about seeing all, all my players, like, running out of a Melbourne Rebels kit. And, like, I just feel really cheated of being represented. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're planning anything, but I think it would be cool if they just had some kind of a, you know, a, a nod to to Perth and the fan base. Yeah, a home game there or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, other than that, um, my prediction for where they'll end up, um, we kind of touched on this a little bit the first preview mm. when I was doing the Reds, I think, or so the Brumbies. Um, and you guys all felt like they were really, really strong. And I must admit, they, they do look good. they got a pretty solid team. I still don't see them break into the top two, personally. Mm. Um, I know you guys have high hopes, and I'm, I'll probably be proved wrong. I'm kind of expecting a return to like the old strength of Brumbies and Waratahs, and I think that Force slash Rebels are going to find themselves in third above the Reds and the, and the Sunwolves. So that's what I rate. Next. <laughs> Do you want to go, Ben? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think I think they have, within them, they have the team to win, to win the Australian Conference. The the question does come basically over is is whether they're going to whether they're going to gel. Yeah. And and in that that way I was I was actually having a think and I was saying this is almost a brand new team. Like they're very and it's almost easier to gel a brand new team than a team where say forty percent of it's been removed and then you've obviously replaced that forty percent. So yeah, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of unknowns surrounding the rebels at the moment, but I'm going to I'm going to say they they're going to come second because I don't I don't think the what did I say the Brumbies would come first? I, I don't remember. It feels like an eon ago. Mm, I'll try to remember. I think you might have said first. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I, so I, think I, I think the I think the rebels will I think the rebels will come second. Because um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how well they'll gel. Similar to to what what I was saying about the Bulls, like I think that they'll start. There'll be a bit of there'll there'll be a bit of kind of settling in a settling in period. But I think they'll finish very strong. And Matt? Yeah, um, I sort of echo Alex's sentiments that it's difficult to tell. I mean, it's a new coach and. Essentially, the new coach has brought along all his favorite players. So there is that that it's not necessarily an entirely new side like Ben is saying. I mean, 40% of the side were, were playing together last season. So they just now have to play on a different field at, at home in front of different fans, which I don't know if they're going to... I mean, it's a big ask to sort of get get by that and play, play your best rugby almost immediately. So I... Also, I'm not optimistic. I reckon fourth as well for the Rebels. I think they might have a bit of a hiccup next season if they carry on like this. Will be far better than this season. Ah, uh, dude, Rebels are gonna win. You think they're gonna be? Hmm? You think they're gonna be below the Reds, Matt? Yeah, they'll be below the Reds. 
Yeah, that's because the Reds have no, no, criminal no, action no, pending. No, 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 no. Alex, 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 yeah, sorry. No, yeah. My number five is the Reds, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> of course, okay, think, we'll, think, we'll get to that. Telegra- I've telegraphed you my number one in the Australian conferences before you even started all <laughs> of this. Uh, well, uh, look, uh, it seems like the Australian conference, we might as well flip a coin. I, I think the Rebels are going to finish first um, as a betting man. I would... Yeah, I think they're going to finish first. Uh, you never know. So just, just wait. So, so we have first, second, third, fourth. Yeah, they're all different. <laughs> We've all chosen different teams. So we, we, we spread, we're spreading <laughs> options, but I'm telling you, this right. year, it's hashtag Revenge of the Force in Melbourne. I was exactly. At, I was Revenge at, of the Force. Revenge, the hashtag Revenge of the Force. I was at the Rebels' very first Super Rugby game. I was living in Melbourne at the time. So I got a special connection with them. And they got a kiff for the stadium. Their snacks suck, but it's fine. So hashtag Revenge of the Force. The Force Returns, whatever you want to call it, Rebels to finish first. At least one of us are going to be right, in theory, unless the, the Reds win the win they the burn it all the way down. Yeah, the Reds are the only team that can just, screw can us. I just say, can I just say, like, this, this scattering of predictions says says more about the Australian conference than it does about us. Ha- hashtag true story. Because it just, it just shows what an absolute shit show that conference is. <laughs> and hashtag, again, hashtag like, not wrong, the Australians are wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, and that's that's kind of why I think like the Rebels, despite absorbing all the best players from another franchise, I still don't think they're going to do well because at their base level, both of those teams are absolute dog shit. What? So, no. Yeah, Rebels are, I, I Rebels stand by that. A, I stand by that. Rebels were always a strange side. You'd always have one or two Rebel players in your fantasy side because. Or Inman or a loose forward or someone, Marfi. When Bill went there, Tamani, I was like, oh, I Bill mean, was that, there. Yeah, but he had a no, that's nightmare. Fantasy. That's fantasy, though. Yeah, no, no, no but no, that's but also that's one life. name in the, out of 15, yeah. So. Inman used to score the most bullshit tries. Like, whenever there was, like, a weird <laughs> thing, like, the player would kick it to the post and it would like... Whenever, like, three people would jump and all miss the ball, Inman would, like, just pick it up while it was rolling over the line. Like, he scores the most bullshit tries in the world. Scoreboard, scoreboard. Cooper, he also scores bullshit tries. Uh, I'm a big fan of WAC. You're not a big or You are a big. I am. I am. That man's got one of the best handoffs in world rugby. He's great. Do you know know what Adam Ashley Cooper is? He's the crotty of Australia. Hashtag true yeah, story. I'll stop. I'll stop saying hashtag. But I was a big fan of uh, AAC. He was a quality player. Also, I keep saying this. Good football. A lot like Rob Horn. He reminds you of that. So I don't want to talk about the Taz. Um, I was actually when, when you said. Oh, uh, well, sorry. We we we've spoken about the Taz once. Surely yes. that's enough. For yeah, it's weeks. enough. Okay. It's enough. But I think someone said dog shit, and I was going to use that to segue into the Sun Wolves because you know Wolf <laughs> taking a dump in the sun, but <laughs> it's pretty weak. All right, Matt, we... It's one of your yeah. worst... Yeah. It's one of your worst segments. It, it will do. It's a rickety-ass bridge, not like Caesar's Bridge across the Rhine. You you better do us proud on the Sunwolves. And uh, re- looking at the, the clock, we, we're about the 40-minute mark. So I, I want to okay. have, have an efficient view of the Sunwolves. And I am actually interested in what you say, since they appear to be actually giving a crap this year with 2019 World Cup on the way. So what do you have to tell, tell us about the Sunwolves? Okay, I'm going to go back to more or less now if we turn back the clock to when Sanzo had that big meeting about the reshuffle of the conferences and who's going to get dropped and all that. Sunwolves were, from what I've read, because I had a look at a couple of articles to get a bit of background, mm. and the Sunwolves were actually facing the chopping block at one point because they, <clears throat> when they originally pitched that they could join Super Rugby and all that, they pitched that, yeah, no, they'll be a, 
be able to have their national players on the team. They'll be coached by Eddie Jones and things like that. And honestly, a lot of those things didn't come true. And Sanzard's not been particularly happy, but they've now what it's called the Japanese Super Rugby Association, which is the governing body there running running it for Japan but Super the, Rugby. The, the, the Sun Japanese Wolves. Super Rugby Association is the Sunwolves. So. Yeah, is the Sunwolves. <laughs> okay. They've, they've now made a couple more promises. And they actually are, by the looks of it, making good on this on these promises. Yeah. And I'm not sure what else they've done, but somehow Sansa has got a lot more. The, apparently, Sansa has got a lot more of a direct hand in the Sunwolves and <clears throat> the Japanese Super Rugby Association. Yes. So two of the big promises they made, of obviously, is the ones that they sort of bombed out on are. The lack of national players, and obviously Eddie Jones is impossible at this point in time. And I don't know how they promised Eddie Jones, because Eddie Jones was on his way to the Stormers at that point, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, as well. So uh -huh. they were already promised. So <clears throat> what they've done is Jamie Joseph is now national coach and Sunwolves coach, and has diverted more funds to sort of negotiate it with the top league sides for so that more players can be eligible for the Sunwolves from the top league. So they're sort of their their national players. So they're starting to do the sort of Jaguars approach of having a semi I'm going to say semi-national side because it's not quite like the Jaguars where the Jaguars and Pumas are almost synonyms at this point. But they've definitely included a lot more of their national players in the Sunwolves this season. And yeah, so ins and outs. Outs, there's quite a few, but Wikipedia Jeez. listed. Sweet Wikipedia listed so many. Look at this now. <laughs> I don't know. When I checked Wikipedia, it's, it's got two listed here on out, which is too uh, uh, lie, just one, too laggy. But yeah, um, I think more importantly is just to actually. I'm just going to go through the squad that they've got. It's going to be easier. Yeah. So, props they've got: Keita Inagaki, um, Azili Ivalu, uh, Jinwan Ku. And then Ruan Smith, Craig Miller, and Henkes van Veik, and Shintaro Ishihara. Now, Inagaki's been national. He's got 19 caps for the for the uh, Japanese national side. Uh, Vula and Ku have both been capped by J uh, Jamie Joseph at the end of tour last last year after both only playing a handful of games for their top league sides as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, Ruan Smith, I think we're all fa fairly familiar with. Ruan Smith, Yamamoto, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, from Brambies and, and mm -hmm. uh, Craig Villa, ex-Highlander. And then, yeah, the, uh, the sort of the odd one out, who doesn't seem to be either be a foreigner or someone on the national side, is uh, Ishihara. But yeah, okay. so like, so they, so yeah, you can see they've. That's sort of the the theme of this whole this whole squad is it's mostly it's mostly going to be built around the national the national guys. So yeah, um, one of their big signings was at Hooker. Uh, I'm going to screw up Jabba's second Who? name. Brigvadze. 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 With your fingers, with your fingers, up going Brigvadze. You know, like Lamborghini, <laughs> Ferrari. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yes. More, 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 more Russian. He's Georgian. Oh, uh, yeah. from, from 
Yeah, from Toulouse, Worcester Warriors. They've still got... So I don't know where he's going to fit in because obviously they've still got Shotohori, their old captain, uh, who's the national hooker as well, national stalwart. So I don't know if they've got Jabba just there as sort of bench bench hooker maybe. And then, yeah, Niwai as well as an, another sort of young hooker from Japan. Okay, can, Lock- I, can I just mention that um, Alex and I were having a... a probably a longer than necessary discussion of Jabba during the week. And Alex dug up a highlights reel of him. And about 80% of this highlights reel was him throwing into the lineouts. So I don't think... He goes goes, goes mad for a lineout. He loves a good lineout. So so what you're saying is his strength is exactly the opposite of Willem yeah. yeah, basically, basically, if you want someone to hit your four ball and occasionally... Like, some of the highlights didn't even involve him. It was like a scrum. Like, the hooker does nothing. Yeah. In his... <laughs> but he's, he's yeah. one of those guys, Ben. Like, he's the catalyst. Like, he's, he's the cornerstone <laughs> yeah. of, the, of the team. Yeah. Like, okay, so every, every, every player involves him, even if he's not touching the ball. So this is obviously... This is, a, this is that sort of cultural misunderstanding where someone in Japan said, look, everyone in France has a Georgian in their front row. So yeah. they went and found themselves the cheapest Georgian they could get. And so the Worcester Warriors are sitting without a without a hooker at this point. Exactly. And how are they doing? Not very well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think they I don't think they they, they poached the Worcester Warriors starting hooker to be fair. Yeah, a, a lot of the highlights he was wearing sixteen, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, but he, you don't get it. He's he's a talisman. You don't get it. But do, look, like a, do you get a, fantasy points for being a talisman? I don't know, Ben. Did you get fantasy points for Christian Yelifano having cancer? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he moaned the boys so much. Yes. He was an inspiration That was offside. <laughs> offside. That's what I'm talking about. He's an inspiration. <laughs> All right, Matt. I'm going to get, 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 I'm gonna get this back on track. Continue. Okay, back on track. Yeah, um, back on track. Go on. Okay, uh, locks. I'm just gonna. Wait, I'm just gonna stop you quick. I, I'm just saying. I'm just seeing a, a sprinkling of old blasts from the past from South Africa. I can't wait for you to get. This. Look, this is this is. Please continue. Please continue. Please continue. This side is actually. This is what it is. It's up and coming young Japanese players, and then just the greatest, or not the greatest. It's like <laughs> the best of the B sides from yeah. Super Rugby yeah. of yesteryear. Yeah. So yeah, uh, locks especially. Um, Grant Hutton, Sam Wikes, Kazuki uh, Himano. Uwe Hulu, Hilu, James Moore. Yeah, so those are the locks that they've got at the moment. So I think Wikes, if I saw somewhere, actually is capped for Japan. And uh, okay. if I can't remember correctly, I think I did see he was capped for Japan. Uh, Hatung, yeah, is an old, na- old name that we should be familiar with. Here, Himino is fresh signing from Verblitz. He's played less than 10 games for them. And got signed for the Sunwolves. So yeah, locks I'm not too confident about. They seem to just sort of that seems to be their the lowest priority for them. Flanks is an sh- incredibly short list. This is off the off the their website at the moment that I've taken this squad is Edward Quirk, Shinsuke non, Nonomaki, and this the Japanese capped Vimpy van der Valt. <laughs> But you, you're missing a very important name on that list of these forwards. You're missing one. No, those are flanked. Those are just yeah, yeah. But you, you, were, you were missing the Sunwolves flank. Uh, 
me see. There's nope, no... those are the only three on Wikipedia and on their website. What so Wikipedia are you looking at, bro? You're missing out. Uh, it rhymes. He almost rhymes with slap chips. You've not done your work on this, Matt. Yeah. No, because Willy Brits is a number eight. Not Willy Brits. How does Willy Brits rhyme with slap chips? Because uh, Adam's stupid. Lappies, bro. Lappies, lappies. Yeah. Vimpy fan of all. He said Vimpy. But, uh, I did yeah, say Vimpy, but like, I haven't seen that. that, that what I'm sitting with it, I don't, I don't have lappies, but geez. Uh, and you sent me a picture fun. of all the printouts earlier today saying you've done your research. Well, lappies isn't on any of my lists yet, to be fair. Yes, <laughs> and 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 you, your legal counsel, Matt. I'd I'd be very worried about your paperwork. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I I brought an application without bringing an application this week. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, look at that. You mentioned Lich, right, uh, Michael? Lich. Yeah, um, yeah. Eight, eight for eight. They've got Willy Brits and Leech, which should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, having a look, Philly Brits should qualify to play for Japan by the end of this year as well. He's quality. He's been playing. He's super rugby He's been playing there since. He's been playing there since 2015. So this is that that Magic's third year sweet spot. Yeah. Okay, can, can I can I say my theory about Philly Brits? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. That he loves being the champion of a lost cause. Ah. Oh, because as soon as, as soon as the Lions got good, he was like, Oh no no, the li- the Lions are winning now. I need to find another pathetic team to like. <laughs> the problem is, you know, he jumped heroic heroic losing performances. Yeah. He jumped ship from the cheaters to the Lions, eh? No, from the from yeah. the yeah. from the cheaters were looking a bit hot. the cheaters were looking a bit hot, so he jumped. Yeah, didn't, jumped, they, jumped. didn't, he, didn't he leave when the cheaters made the playoffs? Possible. I think <laughs> I think Ben's onto something. I think Ben's onto yeah. something here. He's he's a man constantly in search of a grenade to dive on. And he throws <laughs> mad, and he throws mad offloads as well. Oh, yeah. He does. Bad, and he's he's got I wouldn't say great here, but interesting here. <laughs> it's unique. It's certainly unique. Uh, I think he's between him and Quirk. He's their hair's was probably the, the their their biggest <laughs> selling points in this side. A ginger and that blonde thatch. But, uh, I hope Ed Quick shaved that mustache from last year. All right, uh, ah. I, I get uh, back on track. Okay. Get us back on track. Okay, back on track. Yeah. Uh, Scrum We've got two. We've got uh, Fumiyaki Tanaka of X Highlanders fame, and our mascot on our draft team, and and Yutaka Nagara is the other Scrum Also, my a young guy who's been around. Uh, fly off. They've got the national sides. Yutamura and Hayden Parker, they've called in as fly-off cover. No, it's not bad. Yeah. And yes, centers, this is, okay, centers, they've got uh, Harumichi Tatekawa, Timothy Leafala, Sione Te, why is his name not Kepler? Anyway, Teapu, Michael Little, and William Tupau. No. So, uh, Tatekawa's got 50 caps for the Spears and has got 265 points off those 50 caps. Lafila from the Coca-Cola Red Sparks, 28 caps and 102 points. Uh, Teopu, Te, oh no, Teopa, sorry, Teopa, has 12 caps, 35 points. And Willie Tupo from Sparks as well, 11 caps, 20 points. So centers who, on at top league at least, aren't scared to score points. But if that not means anything for Super Rugby, I'm not sure. Uh, 
But I mean, you've, you've got them number one in the conference, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've got them number one in the conference. Look, did you not hear that? Did you not hear these <laughs> these scoring stats? And we've Sorry, I heard, I heard. Yeah, Woody, Woody Tupa, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. all good shit. And on wing? No, Woody Tupa's on wing, they've got... Here's, here's a blast from yeah. the past. Have you been waiting for this one? I have, actually, yes. Gerard van Ierfe. Fuck, that guy. I haven't heard yeah. that name in years. <laughs> There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> red meaning, and red, red meaning. Uh, yeah, other other wings are Kenki Fukuoka, who's not too bad at all. Akiyota Yamada, which as well, pretty decent on the wing last year for them. Previ- uh, no, no, yeah, Yamata missed last year, but the year before that, he was like... Yeah, shit, sorry, yeah, the year before, yeah. He, he was one of the top fantasy players, like, I think he was like the third yeah. best fantasy player, so... Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, no, he was magical. Um, he was nuts. And then Lamana Lava Lemeki, ex-sevens player for Japan, and here's, here's their secret weapon, the player that, they've, that someone has dubbed the Tongan Godzilla. Hosea Saumaki. <laughs> I'm the 20 Tonkin player from Cannon Eagles. Hosea? I'm going to remember this and just chuck him in my fantasy side. No, 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 no. I'm already calling dibs on him now. He's going to be like a yeah, that, pick. That, that, depends, that depends when you end up in the draft, dude. The draft yeah. and, and your name, uh, your pun name. Uh, yeah, I don't. Not, nothing is sacred. I've already told you about a certain prop that I have my eye on since Cooney's out. Uh, so... Nothing sacred. Yeah, we all know it's Thomas Detoy, Adam. It's, you don't have to be. I, did, sh- I didn't say. I didn't say it was Thomas Detoy. Then they switched to tight. <laughs> tight head was not influencing my decision. It's fine. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. You know, not talking about Thomas Detoy and him being in my fantasy team. Okay. Bastard. Yeah. Then. Yes. Uh, fullbacks. They've got Robbie Robinson and Kotora Matsumi, uh, Matsushima as their fullback cover. So yeah, that's the squad. So. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, like I, I just so we keep moving, we keep moving it along. We're, we're heading into. We, I might have to split this into two. We need, we need at the hour mark. We haven't even been in the lines and spoken about Tutti's letter, so we might have to uh, split this in two. Uh, when speaking about the rankings, uh, chuck in your strengths and weaknesses as well, Matt. So, so you know you're going to make them one. Yeah. Tell me yes. why they're going to finish one, but what might get in the way of them finishing first? Okay, what might get in them in the way is just perennially where they are and the stigma that they've got. But what I think they've got going for them this season is taking the Jaguaris approach, that mm-hmm. they're building a national side at Super Rugby level. They're traveling a lot less this year, even True. with those stupid Singa- with, with those stupid Singapore yeah, games. Yeah, they should cut that out, yeah. Yeah, the, the batch of guys they've got, and it's guys that Jamie Joseph has sort of tested in, on the international level at the end of the year tour, and their results weren't too bad. I mean, mm. they drew against France, they won one or two of their other games. So I reckon at super rugby level, they actually are going to pull pull a bit of a rabbit out of the hat through this year, and yeah, I'm sticking to my, they're going to come first in the conference. Well, you heard it here first. Sun Wolves to win the Australian conference. I last. think, yeah, I think they're going to finish last. Um, Mind you, they're going to take a few sculpts. They will, they will certainly pick up a couple of wins. I do worry that they will... Look, them versus Rebels will be like two new... It's like four new teams playing in two against each other. Anyone else? Can I go? Yes. Yeah, they get, they're going to finish last. Is that all you have to say about they're the matter? Shit. <laughs> they're shit. They're shit at rugby. Matt, does it hurt you personally? But I'd say... Ah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll survive. <laughs> you feel nothing. 
and okay. no, no, that's it's fine. It's fine. So he, he's, 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 com- he's confident by his faith. He's confident by his faith. Faith, strong style, strong style, and fighting spirit. Yeah, faith, believe, strong style and fighting spirit. Belief without scientific evidence. Uh, uh, ben, where are the Sunwolves going to finish? I think they're going to come fourth. I think they'll be better oh. than the Reds. Um, they have a their their foreign players are decent. Like like they would be sort of on the fringes of most Super Rugby teams. And then um, their Japanese core is strong. Like Japanese rugby isn't actually so much of a joke anymore. And also, their home games are significantly more advantageous than almost any other team apart from the the Huaguares. So I think they're gonna right. they're gonna come fourth, and I think they're gonna be a tough nut to crack at home. 